0: Hi, I'm the new Ultra Pro deck box that not only holds your deck, but also the souls of your enemies, Ralph.
1: Hi, and I'm the brand new foil you just cracked open and immediately put into a sleeve, Jazz.
0: Double sleeve, even. Yeah and we're the
1: partner commander podcast
0: yes we are the partners jazz and ralph and we are here to talk to you about commander our favorite format um but this week's episode we are talking about the aesthetic
1: this is part two of our aesthetics um sort of series previous episode we talked about you know the flavor and then this one we're talking about the actual physicality of the cards
0: yes exactly so um we're gonna be talking about everything that um isn't exactly the physical or mechanical parts of the actual magic card and just everything around it
1: although like okay so this first topic that we're gonna bring up is about like the extended art um magic cards and also secret lair also you know all the different stuff that they've thrown in, like invocations and masterpieces. I feel like it could have been in the flavor episode, but it also makes sense to be in this episode. So, I mean, just bear with us.
0: I mean, like flavor, I mean, is kind of something a little different. It's about like the storytelling and the writing within the card. And the the treatments on these alternate cards are more like graphic elements or visual elements. So I think this fits in uh, perfectly fine in this topic. But yeah, um, we have gotten a lot of these uh, different card treatments over the past few years. Um, showcase frames, the masterpieces and invocations, like you said, um, the extended art promos. There's been a whole bunch, and we're going to just go through a few of them. And maybe pick out some favorites, discuss what we like, what we don't like. Um, we're, of course, going to talk about the secret layers. Um, you can't talk about card treatments without talking about the secret layers. But yeah, uh, Jazz, do you have a, any particular uh, showcase frames or special promo cards that you're a big fan of?
1: I really liked the Expedition Lands from the Battle for Zendikar set that came out um, a good while ago. Uh, most specifically, I really like Steam Vents, but that's because I'm an Izzet player. And so the Steam mm-hmm. Vents art was really, really great. Did you like any of the Expedition Lands?
0: Uh, I never really got much exposure to those just because I wasn't playing around that time. Um, so the expeditions kind of just didn't weren't on my radar. And honestly, the f- fetch lands <laughs> or, and any of those stuff I haven't really thought about um, in terms of if I could have an expedition because it's just exorbitantly expensive. But some of the card treatments that I'm a huge fan of um, are the uh, Ikoria showcase uh, frames. The the comic book style art illustrations that came with all of the mutate creatures i thought were absolutely incredible um and it was the first time like they wizards really brought up these kinds of show the specifically what they called showcase uh frames but yeah call time um also has these showcase frames with that have a kind of a heavy metal album cover of uh, viking style frame and illustration uh which as a premise i think is really really cool Um, I am enjoying a lot of the art that is coming out of it, but I think some of the art just it looks a little too. I just don't think it matches with the framing. Um, it makes a lot of the illustrations are very busy and very monotone, so it makes it kind of hard to look identify what the card is from a distance. Um, and the frame takes up a lot of the space on the card, so I think that kind of detracts from these really cool illustrations that might. Have been kind of that you know that you would want a showcase frame to kind of highlight like in um in Ichoria, the illustrations are the full uh they're the full thing of the card aren't they they they're extended art um and they extend out into the frame and they're these incre- incredible comic book illustrations and i just don't think caldham has the same kind of oomph with that
1: well other things that i really like about special card treatment, I'd say you could put it, uh, would be the masterpieces in Kaladesh. Um I really loved the the cycle of all the swords, especially Sword of Feast and Famine. I think they did a great job with that art. And I know like kinda these are all very kind of like luxury items because they are (laughs) very expensive. But, you know, we can still talk about them in an appreciative moment, even if you don't own any or I don't own any, and I don't think I'll ever own any, but I mean maybe one day I'd love to get a soul ring from the masterpieces yeah. did you like any of the masterpieces from Kaladesh
0: not really um I don't really like the frame basically is what it goes down to just like from pure a purely visual standpoint like it's pretty and it's cool and it's on theme with Kal- with Kaladesh but um none of the cards really stood out to me and also I just like I've kind of I' like I don't really same with the expeditions I don't really just they're not on my radar much because I never anticipate myself owning any. So, is it safe
1: to assume that you also don't care for the Amonket invocations? Yeah, no. Um, I also like the invocations from Amonket. I did, wasn't able to get any, but I really want a Locust God one because I have a Locust God deck and I just feel like it would be really cool to bling that out with the invocation. I also have. I also really liked in War of the Spark where they did like the the stained glass style planeswalkers. Those were really, really cool. Not just for our main cast, but for everybody um, that was on War of the Spark. It seemed like a really interesting take into showing that art. You know, just to touch on Ikoria, I really liked... Um, you. So, What were they called? Or what were you talking about with the the, the mutate creatures? The
0: the showcase frame. Each mutate creature got the alternate art for it.
1: So the thing I liked about Ikoria was... I, although I did like the showcase frame, I really liked the kind of like collaboration with got the Godzilla franchise. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was super cool that they kind of, it was a good way to show that this is a way to basically give creatures, a quote unquote skin. And it just seemed like a really cool idea, which is slightly what I feel they should have done with the walking dead, but that's just neither here nor there.
0: Yeah. Um, and, uh, springboarding off of that. Um, Secret Lair has provided us a, with a lot of similar uh, alternate art and frame styles for uh, some of our, you know, classic cards throughout Magic's history. Jazz, were there any secret layer? Did you did you buy any secret layers? I know you got the slime one, but did you pick up any other ones?
1: Yeah, so I got the the prime slime, secret layer. Um, The art was made by Wizard of Barge and the second that I saw the art, I was like, I fell in love and I had to have it. It was basically kind of like this 90s uh, take, 90s cartoon sort of take on acidic slime, the mimeoplasm, necrotic ooze, scavenging ooze, and void slime. It had this very cool throwback feel. I know it was a little controversial because, I mean, even within my own MTG discords that I'm on, a lot of people didn't like the art, but Hey, that's their own opinion. I personally loved it. I love the the bright neon colors. I love the take on it. It kind of reminded me of like ah, oh, real monsters from like Nickelodeon. And then my roommate actually bought me the Kaleidoscope Killers Secret Lair. Um, these this was uh, five color legendaries, and it was the art was made by Justine Jones, and it was the Ur Dragon, Sliver Overlord, and the Reaper King. And the art of it is really, really cool. Um, I haven't used it yet, but I kind of intend to. And then one of the secret layers that I wasn't able to buy into, but I really, really wanted, was um, Full Sleeves the Tattoo Pack. And all of the art there was made by Josh Howard. Um, The cards in this secret layer were Ink Moth Nexus, Pithing Needle, Eternal Witness, Blood Artist, and Spell Pierce. And it's all done in like the traditional American kind of tattoo style, which I'm a big fan of. I just love the tattoo culture in general. And I just also love the um, traditional American kind of style where it's these highly contrast set palettes of colors. And also it just has a very distinct style to it. And I'm uh, I'm kind of upset that I didn't get to buy into that one.
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing that I have that I've got to pickle with, with the secret layers is that, um, they're, they're limited time products and that they monopolize on people's FOMO. So like if you see something that you really, really want, you only have a very limited window to get it. And I just don't like that as a business practice. And um, yeah, I mean, like there have been dozens of secret Layer. There there were what how many? 26 in 2020. I think that I, I didn't get any mostly because just because I couldn't afford them. Uh, I, I didn't really have the money lying around to pick them up. As much as I would, I, I really, really, really wanted to get the uh, International Women's Day secret layer, but uh, I just didn't have the money for it, which is unfortunate because like, I do have a bit more cash now and I would love to pick something like that up to treat myself, but uh, I just don't have that opportunity. And they're probably way more expensive on the secondary market these days. So yeah, not a huge fan of secret layer overall, but I do appreciate the the new kind of arts and styles that they bring to the game. And hopefully maybe they'll make some more accessible versions?
1: Well, I think, I mean, just to, as a bit of a counter-argument to that, the only one that is really kind of a FOMO is the The Walking Dead, because, like I said, they it would have been a great opportunity had they made the Walking Dead characters as skins of already existing creatures or characters in the magic lore, but rather than creating completely new ones. These ones are just, you know new art for old cards that already exist so you don't really have to get them
0: well no there's no there's no obligation to get them. there's a
1: cheaper alternative
0: there there is completely but like i i did want some of those secret layer cards for the art but i felt the the time constraints pressure like not you know it, it wasn't you know suitable for me and my my circumstances so you know it's one of those situations where Wattsy just turns around and says, this product's not for you, and I guess the product isn't for me. But that's okay. Something else that we... Ha- when we're talking about... Of course, we have to talk about the foiling. The foils. Those lovely, lovely, curly little cards that are meant to be premium products, but are actually, you know, very poor quality. But also, the new oil, uh, foiling style that we got in Commander Legends, which are the etched foils, which... Do do you know if those curl or not?
1: I haven't bought a single pack so I would not know.
0: Yeah, I don't know I don't know if the Ash foils curl or not, but I do know that just by looking at them the foiling is incredibly dark on a lot of cards and it's actually kind of it makes the cards look uh, uh, much much darker than their original and normal printings. So I'm not a huge fan of that. I like the idea and some of them do look really really pretty and gorgeous. So like, you know, it's a it's a mixed bag depending on what card you get. But yeah, um if you get foils make sure to double sleeve them
1: (laughs) i mean even double sleeving them they sometimes doesn't even help
0: keep them double sleeved in a 100 card deck under a pile of college textbooks
1: like my feeling i i don't want to like be a negative nancy too much but it is a kind of a letdown that you know some of these cards can completely stand up straight by themselves which Mm -hmm. typically shouldn't happen um
0: yeah, and it sucks because a lot of foil cards look really gorgeous when they are flat and, you know, functional game pieces. And like I would I would love to like foil out a, one of any of my commander decks like down the line, but I would have to contend with like some of the physical issues that the foil cards pose. I mean, there I do have the advantage of the card quality in Europe being a little bit better, so the foils here aren't as infamously terrible as they are across the pond. So speaking of sleeving cards um, and double sleeving your foils, uh, card sleeves are another big part of the accessory culture of Magic the Gathering. People want to keep their cards clean and protected and sleeves are the premier way to do it. And they're also a great way to showcase certain... Uh, styles and art and you know colors and things that you just want to show off that might tie into your commander deck might not but uh jazz do you have any uh, particular favorites in terms of sleeves
1: i mean i only buy dragon shields
0: yeah same i mean
1: like without speaking ill or negative of other brands i i've tried a lot of other sleeves from various ranges of their products and I am most happy with Dragon Shield. I'm not going to say that they're like invincible because I have had like maybe one split on me, but I would take that one split versus the myriad of other card sleeves that have split on me. So granted, I all my decks right now currently are sleeved in Dragon Shields and out of The, I'd say 20 decks that I have one sleeve that's split. I'd say that's a pretty good ratio. Whereas I've had issues with other brands that split all the time.
0: (laughs) Just say, just say ultra pro. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't want to though. I mean, like, I, I, I think we like, have you ever had, have you sleeved any decks in like the eclipse sleeves? I did. And uh, I've
1: had a little bit of issues.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, can, I can say from my own experience, I none of my Dragon Shield sleeves have split on me, like ever. Um, they're also my favorite brand, and I love that. I love their the art that you can get on them. I've got one that is a. A dragon uh but like painted into a monet painting which is really pretty and also in europe you can make uh custom dragon shield sleeves which i am very which i'm so jealous about i know it's really cool and i cannot wait to try it out i'm i might make some of my own original pieces to uh, put on the back of cards which would be really cool and i love the and i love the quality of the sleeves they're really great but recently i i was ordering some singles online and one of the sleeves that some of my cards came in were a pair of sleeves that came from the sleeves that came from Fantasy Flight Games, who are the game designers for Arkham Horror. So they have a bunch of uh, Arkham Horror and Call of Cthulhu themed uh, card sleeves. And I was like, whoa, I've never seen these before. These are so cool. Um, so I am very keen to get a, my grubby little hands on a few of those, because as we all know, I am a little little slut for eldritch horror and yeah i really really want to get a hold of these they're a bit hard to track down but um hopefully i'm gonna find some that i can get posted to me
1: i'm a minimalist when it comes to sleeves i just want good quality but i do like the matte sleeves that dragon shields have any of the matte sleeves but specifically these are my favorite colors that they've produced are lilac and mint they are like beautiful and if i could I I don't know. Maybe I would sleeve all my all my decks in like the same color, but that just seems a little overkill.
0: Yeah. I, don't think I could. Yeah, I don't think I could sleeve all my decks in this in one color, but it would make it very easy to like shift cards around, and you would never have to like re sleeve anything. So I I guess I can see the benefits of that. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, so on the topic of sleeving, what what are your thoughts on double sleeves?
0: I like in a in a perfect world, I would do it. But also, I mean, like now that my collection is getting a bit bigger and a bit more on the expensive side, I could see myself uh, double sleeving a few of my decks. But I definitely don't think I would double sleeve all of them because because most of my decks are pretty uh, on the budget side of things and I'm not uh, particularly precious about them. Not that I don't like care about the cards or anything, just that they are, you know, I don't have a lot of foils in my decks. I don't have a lot of like special editions or judge promos or anything so double sleeving for me seems like not a huge priority and also like it makes your decks bigger and harder to store. So, you know, it has its pros and cons.
1: Yeah. Like I totally understand why people double sleeve. I personally don't double sleeve. The only reason I don't do it um, is because I would rather like that expensive card, that, that beautiful uh, foil, I would rather put it in a binder and then just print a proxy to put in my decks which a lot of my decks have just printed proxies and then I have a folder with you know the cards that they are based off of my I mean we can totally have another episode just on proxies itself and I know that that's kind of like a hot button topic right now Mm -hmm. in the Magic the Gathering community but my personal practice with proxies is that I have a proxy folder that has the actual card and then I will like slot them into whatever decks I need um, that's why none of my decks right now have like super crazy expensive cards in them because I don't, it's just my own personal philosophy. Like, I don't want to just like toss in a card if I don't own it. But anyways, I'm, I'm that's why I don't double sleeve.
0: I'm perfectly happy to toss in cards I don't own. I'm very poor, so I'm happy to try some stuff Which out. Which is fair. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like whatever people want to do, if that's how, you know, this is a completely other topic about proxying, mm-hmm. but, um... Also, anyways, just to get kind of back onto topic about sleeves, I just don't I also don't like how bulky they are. Like double sleeving makes your decks yeah. super huge. Um, it's already hard to fucking, you know, shuffle a hundred cards.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. I uh, some, something else I mean like <laughs> to, to kind of n- not exactly bring back bring it back to proxying, but ultra sleeves are something that have become pretty popular re- in recently, and they're just card sleeves that have uh, things printed on the clear side, so that when you sleeve a card in them, there's like a, a frame that's an overlay or maybe it's extended art. Um, I've seen. Oh some, yeah, yeah, those are yeah. super cool. Yeah, I've seen some really cool ones. So, ultra um, sleeves. If you want to sponsor us, we're here. XOXO. But um, yeah. How do you feel? How do you feel about people playing without sleeves? I mean, I personally would cringe, but you know, you do you boo. <laughs> Isn't it, is is not playing with sleeves sleeves cringe? Is it's a little
1: like oh oh you wild you yeah. are, you out here just like riffle shuffling oh. with your cards. If, yeah. if that's what you want to do, sweetie, that's on you.
0: It's like seeing it's like but, seeing somebody like like walking naked in public. Like there's nothing wrong with it, but then they're also like oh your feet are gonna get real dirty
1: right like yeah. i can already ugh, i'm already picturing just like the, the 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 sides of the cards getting really like just like beat yeah. up
0: like my my and my my the very first cards that i ever got like back in my kitchen table <laughs> magic days like those are rough like the the, the edges of those are like fuzzy there it's it's nasty and i'm sure and like they're and though that's only from maybe like 10 years ago like they're you know
1: what though like mm. just from an aesthetic like point of view what that's such a flex. That'd be such a flex to have a really nice deck, not even just a jank deck, but like a good deck, no sleeves out there, rod dogging it on your play mat, like <laughs> right in front of they don't salad. give a fuck, and they're going they're going to like ruin you with their Eldrazi or whatever they're playing, and it's just no sleeves. That that's such a flex. I'd be like,
0: That'll, okay, that's that's big deck energy right there.
1: Big deck energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like you can see all the cards, and they're beat the hell up. Some of yeah. them might be crinkled. I'm slightly Oof. tempted to do this now.
0: Ooh, oh, please don't. But um, but on that topic, actually, um, something that we ha- didn't really talk about when we were talking about card treatments is that magic cards haven't always had the same frame. Uh, vintage cards uh, had their, uh, like the original magic cards have their own distinct framing. So like a lot of people actually do have a very big soft spot in their hearts for the vintage frames for magic cards. And frankly, I, I see where they're coming from because I really love the vintage frames as well.
1: No, that's a hard pass for me.
0: I do
1: not like the, the older cards.
0: Reject modernity. Embrace tradition, Jazz.
1: Mm. I mean, I know I was just talking about how I love like traditional American tattoos, but this is... I really do not like how some of the older cards looked. I didn't like how they had... Mm, no. No. <laughs> you okay there? Like, especially the gold cards. Or, like, multicolored cards. And, like, that oh. weird gold color that they it, had used. It was a, it was... Oh, that
0: was not gold. That was, like, beige. That was, like, a yellow. Oh, and
1: then old artifacts? Really? Are you into that?
0: I'm oh, not. I, I, I actually like the old artifacts. because it, it Because, like, that was the... You know that was brown, mana, You know that was the original vintage shit. Like if you were playing a Tron deck, like your deck was brown.
1: Yeah. No, thank you.
0: Uh, well, you know, can't please them all, uh, but also something. But it may- looks like poop. May- maybe some- okay. Well, what about what about white border cards?
1: I'm okay with white border. So I have a, a bit of a soft spot into white border cards, just because I learned to play Magic. Um, during seventh edition, and I distinctly so. If we're gonna talk about no sleeves here, I distinctly remember learning Magic: The Gathering when I went to drumroll please band camp when I was ten, and the one of like my bunk mates was I don't know where he was from, but he was just this guy who was playing Magic: The Gathering, and I was like, ooh, what's that? And so that's how I got into playing magic the gathering and i remember all the white border cards i remember volcanic hammer i remember god who's the the goblin on the in, in, on like a a goblin with a parasail the the thing that makes you fly it gave it was a flying goblin uh it was a flying goblin
0: oh i know um, exactly what you're talking about because i also played that card in like in like in like uh around m10 like right. when i got into playing I don't remember the card name right now at the top of my head. Goblin Sky Raider or something?
1: (laughs) Something like that. But I just remember, like...
0: Wait, Goblin Balloon Brigade? That's where I went to
1: play, so I kind of... What?
0: Goblin Balloon Brigade? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I think there's a card called Goblin (sighs) Balloon Brigade. I could be completely wrong. Yeah, but also uh, when we're talking about white border cards, we also need to give a shout out to John Avon because some of the basic lands that are like have the most iconic and beautiful art are white bordered cards from 8th and ninth edition. Oh, for sure. That like one of my one of my playmats that we're going to talk about later is a John Avon forest card and I've got a few of my basics that are put aside that are from that time and they're absolutely stunning, stunning. So yeah,
1: I mean per- so just to read go back to the topic i do like white border um i would never make a deck completely white border because i don't think there's a big enough card pool for it
0: just draw just just alter the cards to be white border yeah white out
1: um but yeah i don't have an i know people like it's a testy subject but for me it's kind of like a point of nostalgia you know learning magic the gathering in between band rehearsals
0: yeah oh that's so cute but yeah. So once you got your deck sleeved up, once you've got your cards, you know, that you're going to want to put it in some boxes. So Hold on. Before
1: we move on. Oh. Just like I'm just I keep thinking about the non-sleeved deck and,
0: you know, <laughs> the, the raw, thing is, the, the thing is deck.
1: the raw dog deck. Like the thing is, sleeves just kind of make things easier to shuffle. Mhm. And yeah. like you know, you can mash shuffle with sleeves on. You, It's so much harder to do that with, you know, your raw dog deck. Mm-hmm. And please, just just please put... I know I was like, ooh, I kind of want to do this, but I, I don't. So just, <laughs> like, to the viewer out there, to the listeners and the viewers out there, please sleeve your cards. I, I don't care if they're double-sleeved. Just sleeve your cards.
0: Hell, you could triple-sleeve them. I don't, and I, mean, that, I don't think that's a thing, but... Actually, I think
1: that like in order to be tournament legal, I think they have to be sleeved because you could easily mark a card. Oh, completely. If they're not sleeved.
0: Yeah, and also like some some sleeves are slightly transparent at the back, and you could still make out you could still make out you know the mana symbol and whatever. Like, you can see mm-hmm. the back of the card. So like sleeves are an important element for tournament play, but um yeah we don't really have a lot of exposure to those environments really yeah i play magic for fun as filthy casuals cedh who i don't know her i I would consider cedh still kind of casual because it's still commander you know sure but that's okay anyways deck boxes what do you use uh i use whatever the hell i can get my hands on (laughs) okay that's fair i I have three i've got deck boxes from three different brands in my shoe box right now like i've got an Ultra Pro one. I've got uh, the clear Dragon Shield one. I've got two, I've got two pink Ultimate Guard boulders, which I'm quite fond of. My I actually have them split apart, so I've got them just for the bottom, so they hold four decks instead of two, because I cannot afford um, like ten or fifteen deck boxes for all of my decks.
1: Dear Ultimate Guard, please sponsor us so please we can get this us. poor boy some some just deck boxes for his for his decks. This they them.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: My mistake.
0: Um,
1: personally, I use ultimate guard for all my deck boxes. I, well, I had like the kind of slightly opaque looking boxes, um, in various colors, and I was going to do like each color of the rainbow because I'm hashtag gay, but I kind of got tired of that. And instead I have adopted the clear, just the, the clear boulders, which are amazing, but For whatever reason, can we just have? I don't okay. Like, for whatever reason, there's like they're out of stock everywhere. I I guess I'm not the only one that has this want for the ultimate guard clear boulders, but apparently everyone else is on the same bandwagon, and it is like the Hunger Games to try and freaking find any. Dang, that's just my little tirade for for the moment.
0: But I'm just saying, yeah, right. Like,
1: well, okay. The only reason that I like. The clear ones is because you can clearly see the commander through the box without having to open it up, which is a slight issue with the other ones because they're kind of opaque. Like, you can kind of make it out, but if it's kind of the same matching color, then, you know, that's rough. But, like, right now, I'm looking at my decks and I can see all that they are just through their deck boxes, which I love.
0: Uh, something that I have encountered with the ultimate guard boulders, like the the colordy ones, is that the the matte finish on them actually starts to peel off at the corners, which I'm not a huge fan of. Um, oh, really? I haven't you, had
1: that issue yet.
0: That's uh, you, but you have like the the ultimate guard K- long case for them, don't you?
1: Yeah, I use the archive to when I'm traveling or like when I'm transporting them around.
0: Yeah, I have everything in a shoebox, so that's probably why. Yeah, that could be an issue. Yeah, can somebody, can somebody recommend some premium shoe boxes for me to get from my Magic cards? I'm really looking, for, I'm fiending for some new shoe boxes.
1: I mean, if you use a shoe box and just kind of like line it with foam, yeah, I'm sure it'd be fine.
0: Yeah, no, I, yeah. Um, so something else people use are the like baseball cards uh, boxes where they're like just the long, plain cardboard ones, uh, which I think you know they're they're simple, they're efficient. Um, they're not totally functional. Yeah, they're not, they're not as robust as like hard plastic or anything, but they'll do. They'll last you a good while if you're careful with them.
1: I have some friends that have like custom made, like they oh, um, what's that brand? The D and D brand that uses Wormwood. <gasps> wormwood. Uh, they have wormwood, wormwood has deck boxes, and you know I know people. Look, if I had the budget, I would totally Wormwood my shit out, but I don't um but try yeah try like explaining that to have...
0: aliens who come to earth i'm gonna wormwood my shit out
1: <laughs> well i mean it's like really high quality seems good I, I actually bought a dice box from from them which i'm expecting anytime soon now because i
0: kickstarted
1: that Ooh. anyways wormwood
0: yeah uh, but there's also a, bi- a suite of custom uh, artisans on Etsy and whatever who can make, you know, custom-made wooden deck boxes or anything like that. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah, there's a big I've mar- seen,
1: like, the leather ones. They look freaking badass. I've seen Ooh, ones yeah. that look like, like, Morellonomicons. Or not not Morellonomicons. That's from League of Legends. Um, Necronomicon? Necronomicons.
0: What the fuck yeah. is a Morellonomicon?
1: It's an item in League of Legends.
0: <laughs> okay, I don't perceive it. yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm a gamer.
0: Okay, sorry. I don't play games, so I can't relate to that.
1: Mm. Yeah, but there are, like, tons of cool options that I've seen with deck boxes. Although, like, for me personally, when someone, like, rolls... Okay, in the before times, when we were, like, still able to go to card shops and play in person, I, I know it's super shallow of me, but, like, I kind of would have this preconceived notion of the player in front of me. Like depending on how they presented themselves with their, their gear, if their cards oh, are sleeved, if their cards are double sleeved. If their cards are double sleeved, I'm already thinking, oh, this person means business. Or if, if their I'm cards like... are like, or like if they're in really nice, you know, cases or really nice deck boxes and not just like your rinky dink. Like, I know Ultra Pro has really nice deck boxes, like the really tall ones, and then you can, they have like little uh, slots for your dice and stuff. If I see someone like rocking that shit, I already have like, an idea of what kind of player they are. But if they're using like the kind of, Pre-release dinky plastic Ultra Pro deck boxes that are kind of ramshackle at best. I I also already have a kind of a an idea about them.
0: Well, yeah, I, I mean, mean like, I could
1: be wrong. I way, could be totally wrong about these prejudices. But I mean, like, like the way
0: you kit out your deck is similar to the way that you dress yourself. You know, it's gonna tell a story. It's gonna like show uh, certain aspects of yourself and your personality to the people around you. So you know, the way that you style your decks will, you know, inform the people around you about the kind of person that you are. I mean, but, was, I
1: mean, I've also encountered people that have, you know, kind of gone to the nines with, you know, styling up their decks and they're, they're garbage. They're, they're just playing, like, garbage cards.
0: Well, yeah, you know, like, don't judge a book by its cover, like, you know, which is the, you know, the that's the rule, so... So know, to speak. Yeah, you, I mean, like, you can only infer so much from the surface-level stuff, which is...
1: I'm just saying, though, most, I'm not saying that you need to bling out your decks. I'm not saying that you need to buy the most expensive sleeves. But from my personal experience of playing against other people, if they use high quality sleeves, they usually mean they're usually a, a quote unquote good player.
0: Yeah. Well, something that I keep a very keen eye out for when I'm meeting people at the LGS back in the before times were the play mats that they rolled. Oh, with. yeah. So, okay yeah
1: your choice of playmat says so much about you oh
0: yeah completely like i've seen people with like so something that i'm always very jealous of are like the the gp playmats and like the promo playmats from like actual oh i love the pro physically... tour playmats yeah so i'm like whenever i see them i go starry and i'm like wow you're a real person <laughs> like they went to a real yeah, magic but then event you see...
1: and then and then you see that one person with like the anime titties playmat oh yeah and their yeah. waifu
0: yeah I'm like, nice.
1: <laughs> I, I just like it's I just funny. have to kind of just smile and let it go. I'm just like, okay, sure.
0: yeah, those, those are cho- those are a choice, definitely. but um there's but between those two extremes, there are a bevy of different types of playmats you can get with art from MTG and from other games, or just general art pieces from uh, artists that you like. Um, I know that Seb McKinnon is doing a Kickstarter for uh, his secret layer to uh, for his secret layer art to be put on playmats, uh, which I am personally very excited about. Um, there is also playmats from content creators that you really enjoy. Um, yeah, I actually
1: uh, kickstarted the, the command zone. Um,
0: yeah, their epic play with playmats. Yes, with Jesper yeah. Ising. Yes, Rising. yes um, we stand Jesper Icing in this house.
1: And um, I'm very excited to get that playmat soon.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, is it What playmats are you
1: are you using right now actually?
0: Oh. Um so my my uh, basically only playmat at the minute is my John Avon Forest playmat. Um, mm-hmm. and then I have another playmat which is from uh, Mitch at the Commander's quarters. Uh, he did also did a Kickstarter that I backed it quite a while ago. I don't use it that much anymore. That's all I'm going to say about it. Um, I am looking for new playmats to pick up at the minute um, and I'm the problem with backing kickstarters for myself is that getting uh, playmats shipped to Europe from the US because most of them are US content creators or artists means that there's going to be a big fat import tax on them so if I pay Mm -hmm. if I back like a if I do like a $40 pledge to a kickstarter I'm gonna have to pay shipping on top of it and then also another like 20 bucks on import tax which uh-huh. is not a fun feeling, so I'm trying going to start looking a bit, maybe a bit more locally for playmats that I'm interested in.
1: Um, so we we may or may not have spoken ill about Ultra Pro sleeves, but I personally love Ultra Pro playmats.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean like they
0: they have the licensing for a lot of the Magic Heart art. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's so premise. my
1: personal favorites to use are the the shocklands. I I like the simplicity of playing on a on a land, quote unquote.
0: Oh, and that is cute. I like that.
1: That way you're kind of it's still pretty. Something pretty to look at, but it's not distracting. It's not anime titties.
0: Somebody needs you know, to start making bara playmats though.
1: Right? Can yeah. we? Can like, we?
0: It's equality. It's equality. Yeah. Um but
1: yeah. um I I have the Hollowed Fountain I have the breeding pool and I think
0: you mean the gay bar in Ravnica?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Oh wow. You have um, those, those you are the two that I like to use
1: uh the most. Um I also have this one that has like Soren Markov and some other vampires on it. It was from one of the GPs, I think, or one of the pro tours. I'm not sure. It was a gift from a friend. Love but it. I use that kind of as like a, a as a mouse pad right now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, my my John Avon Forest thing is, I mean, like, because um, we're doing spell table and, like, online play a lot, like, my playmat is already on my desk as a mouse pad so, you know, it actually kind of makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, those are playmats, I think, are personally one of my favorite elements of, like, magic accessories. But, yeah, another part of the Magic Card Collector's suite of accessories are binders um, and folders for your cards. Yeah. Jazz personally gifted me a really lovely uh, battle for Zendikar binder that has Gideon and someone else on it. Uh, I can't remember who it is, but yeah, um, it's a big folder um that I use most of the time. I also have a really, really, really old Ultra Pro binder back from when I used to play Yu Gi Oh, which I used to, which is a bit smaller and thinner, which I use to store my more valuable cards.
1: Yeah, I just use an Ultra Pro one. (laughs) i don't know there's not a ton for me to discuss with i mean like i said earlier i do have a i have my trades binder and then i have my proxy binder and my proxy binder is just like a small tiny like only yeah yeah that from ultra pro kind of handy and then my trades binder is one of the bigger ultra pros it has like i think it has uomog
0: on it oh yeah it does i remember it yeah so, so something that I'm actually on the lookout for is a, a ring binder uh, folder with this where you can move the sleeves or the sheet the pages around because um, as somebody who is very very um, organized and anal about their filing system for their rares and trades and stuff um, I like to keep everything really organized and being able to move the pages around would be really useful so mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm on the lookout for one of those as well
1: you know another cool ultra pro product that i like using is they 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 were tokens they were like
0: the relic tokens uh,
1: was that what they're called
0: yeah yeah that's what they're called
1: yeah the relic tokens and then like they had a dial where you could like you know denote the power and toughness or at least that was their initial their, yeah. their initial goal was to be their power toughness but i use it as my life counter because it's it can withstand a bump on the table where your where your dice can roll and yeah, change yeah. your life total.
0: Yeah, they're very durable hard plastic stuff and you know, like I said it's not going to b- roll over like some, a lot of people use spin down life counters with like the the dice which I am not a fan of because I feel like that's an abuse of a d20. It's not even randomized. So I hate seeing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but uh, you know they're they're fine. So but um uh, dice are also a big accessory for magic players as well, I think. Don't you?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I have like multiple sets of the those like Chessex D sixes.
0: Yeah, I haven't actually gotten a big thing of Chessex D sixes yet. Actually, I just use um, the D sixes from my 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 Dungeons and Dragons dice. But um, anybody who plays D and D knows that the dice addiction is real. So if you play mm-hmm. that, you you're already got a leg in on the magic community because we all need more dice.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have to keep. I specifically have the little tiny D sixes for counters and stuff. But I've also used like little, um, like decorative pebbles that you can get at like craft stores.
0: Oh yeah, um, my cousin, um, my my two cousins and their dad, um, use those for counting life. They have like the blue ones are five life, and the gray ones oh. are one life. Oh, you know, like, they're, oh that's they're, interesting. Yeah, I mean, like they do really traditional kitchen table stuff. Um, so like it's a lot more casual, and they only do like twenty life and sixty card decks. So obviously it makes. Oh, it much I was easier. just
1: using, I was just using them as like bounty counters for cheville like non-numeric counters i was using yeah those, yeah um... no i could
0: definitely see those for like inf- like um divinity counters and stuff but mm-hmm. um uh, but infinite tokens have recently actually made um dry erase counters as well um i know that um, oh really yeah they're actually really cool if you're for like the ability counters and stuff that all came out in icoria
1: yeah i actually wanted to talk about the the infinite tokens because you bought that for me for my birthday thank you babe um and i haven't gotten the chance to use them yet but i'm very excited to use them because i you know i have a a slight mutate deck and it's kind of necessary if you're cloning your mutations
0: yeah and i mean you're so excited about orvar the all form you're definitely going to need infinite tokens for that kind of deck oh my god yes i do you should just put orvar in the mutate deck but I want to make an Or... Wait. He would work really well on a Mutate deck, though, wouldn't he? He would! Boom. Breakthrough. You're welcome. Okay, well,
1: I need to get two Orvars then. Just one for my <laughs> Mutate deck and then one for an Orvar deck because I do want to build Mono Blue Orvar.
0: Well, the or- well, I cracked an Orvar in the pre-release pack that um, I've pledged to you because I'm definitely not going to build him. Why?
1: Are you too good for Orvar? Are you good- too good for the Tensically boy? Uh,
0: no, I think he's too good for me. he's out of of my league but also i'm not a mono blue player you
1: say that but you could be
0: i could be as much as i love the tentacles um i'm gonna have to pass on him
1: is there anything else that we need to talk about
0: damn i don't know um
1: shout out to my cousin that got me this like wood printed life counter unfortunately it's only like from 20 to zero but still, shout out to you, Alex. That was really cool.
0: Yeah, that actually was really cool. Like that. Could, like again, Etsy is going to be like a really great place if you want to find some really cool and unique accessories for magic. Um, so definitely check out there and also support independent creators. You know, Ultra Pole is cool and all, but you know, there are other creators out there that could definitely use your money. But um, something. On, oh, for sure. Yeah, another brand that I'm actually really. Uh, eager to try um, out their products is Quiver. Um, they make uh, big boxes for the, like, you know, the big long boxes for decks and stuff. Um, and they look really good. And wait, what? Wait, what, what,
1: what? What is this Quiver? I've never heard of them.
0: You haven't heard of Quiver? No. Damn. This would be a great time to like roll into a sponsor thing. But um, no, Quiver are just a really good uh, deck storage thingy. I think they also do boxes. Look
1: at this. We're just, like, promoting so many brands that could right? just, like...
0: <laughs> we are out here. Good. Call I mean, sh- like call we said, though,
1: we're not sponsored by any of these brands. We're so not. these are, like, kind of our uh, honest opinions about them.
0: Yes. Very much so. So, um... But, yeah. Uh, Jazz, is there a ki- any kind of, like showcase frame or art style or secret layer even that you might want to see like in the future i'm almost positive we are going to be seeing a lot more secret layers than we have in the past year or two um from wizards of the coast in 2021 so is there anything in particular you're looking out for
1: um can we get <laughs> okay this is gonna this is super niche super super niche but can we get soup um secret layer droffy
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes secret layer drawfee where they um where it's just their cards where they draw the cards from memory
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah those or, are brilliant. like
1: just based off the description or based off the name uh, because so good yeah okay i don't want to get too into it because there might be people in our audience that don't know what drawfee is but you should totally look them up they're about their content creators they're artists and um, they've done Magic the Gathering content, and if they did a secret layer, oh my god, it would be hilarious.
0: <laughs> that would be really funny and amazing. Yeah, we're 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 and are especially like not
1: just their art, but like they would do like I want I would want them to do like the borders too, like imagining the card.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. Is there anything, is there anything? what about you? For me, um, I would lo- I would love to see a, a Mike Mignola secret layer. Um, that is okay. The,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That's the one thing I would get. Um. I love his art style, and I love the Hellboy comics, so um, anything like that would be really amazing, or even if they just did, like, showcase frames in that art, art style, but yeah, I think something else that would be super cool would be, like, in terms, maybe if, if we're talking about, like, IP crossovers, um, cons- like, because Wizard said they're gonna be doing more of them, personally, I would love to see a Buffy the Vampire Slayer crossover, um, but,
1: okay. Yeah. That could be cool.
0: Yeah, that would be really cool. I mean, like, if there were, like, I'm still not sure how we feel about the IP crossovers in general, but we're going to get them. So, might as well indulge some fantasies. So, um, but uh, <laughs> what about. What and if also, there, what so if, we
1: know that Seth McKinnon is doing his secret layer. I want a Johannes Voss one.
0: Ooh, that would be so cool. Um, I, if, we, if, we, if we're just talking about, like, artists that we would want secret layers for. Uh, personally, I would absolutely adore to see uh, Paul Scott Canavan do some uh, Secret Layers, uh, or even Jason Rainville. Um, his alternate, mm-hmm. his art uh, promo for Ristic Study is absolutely beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole load of... Um, and also, if a lot of those artists do sell playmats and artist proofs and stuff independently, so if you want to go support them, personally, absolutely, I encourage you to do so. Oh
1: my god. I'm blanking but there's a website where you can buy like legit um, playmats of the like that support the the artists that do the, the card art. I can't remember the freaking name of it right now. I haven't heard of that. Okay, it's original okay. So there it, I found it. It's originalmagicart.store and they have um, it they they partnered up with Magic the Gathering and the artists and um, it's not ultra pro, obviously it's their own thing, but the, it's, it's legit. You know, you're not getting like some counterfeit back alley sort of play mat. You are supporting the artist in, for, you know, what they have. Um, who were the artists that you liked?
0: I, I mentioned uh, Paul Scott Canavan, uh, Jason Rainville, but um, i also a big fan of Megali Villeneuve. Um, she did, uh, she's done a lot of really amazing uh female uh, mtg characters and uh, she's also the artist for jorn god of winter who whomst we thirst for
1: did you say jason rainville yeah yeah he's one of the artists here you can buy one of it like his products
0: oh damn this website's amazing i need to okay i'm gonna take a look at this
1: oh but but no johannes
0: voss unfortunately Ooh, the days playmat for the invocation is so beautiful
1: mm mm-hmm, mhm mhm ooh
0: and they have the desolation angel oh it's one of my favorite pieces of art okay damn damn i'm so glad that i discovered this website exists thank you babe
1: you are welcome okay i mean they are the 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 prices um uh,
0: a little a little a little steep but i'm and i'm not going to have to pay import tax on all of these i hate it here but if
1: you really want to bling out your deck really want to bling out your basic play style some nice things to have
0: yeah absolutely and also on the like don't feel like you need to spend hundreds and you know hundreds of bucks on magic accessories Oh, of course if you just show up with some sleeves and whatever playmate your lgs is supplying remember to buy from your lgs if you can um you know, nobody's gonna judge you. Um it's we're all here to just play magic and have fun. So um this episode has mostly just been talking about, you know, the stuff that we like about it. We're not uh, you know, setting any rules or anything and we just want everyone to have a good time and enjoy the enjoy looking at the cards that they're playing, you know?
1: Yeah, but I might judge you, me personally. But ja- that's just because Jazz
0: like... will judge you, but he judges everybody, so it's okay.
1: Yeah. But I won't judge you harshly. Like You do you.
0: Yeah, you do you.
1: Just, uh, just, just leave your decks. Yeah, you don't need I mean? your decks. <laughs> yeah. That's that's all you do. If you about. show up in a night in a in a shoebox, all your cards in a shoebox, but they're all sleeved, that's fine with me.
0: Yeah, but keep your shoeboxes at home. Please. <laughs> shoe boxes are valid. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us at uh, Partner Pod on Twitter. That's P A R N E R P O D i can't spell p a r t n e r p o d uh you did it i did it (laughs) i'm literate we did it guys who said gays can't read um and uh you can find me ralph at ralph does magic i'm not going to spell that for you um jazz where can they find you on twitter
1: I'm on Twitter at Jazzworth, J-A-Z-Z-W-O-R-T-H.
0: Yes, and you can listen to our podcast um, at many places where podcasts can be found. Uh, You can find us on YouTube as well at the Partner Commanders Podcast. Please feel free to like and subscribe. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for listening.
1: Thanks for stopping by, guys. Hope we were fun to, you know, listen to. Rant and
0: rave. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Ciao. Bye.